I'm Lauren. And I'm Sasha. And you're listening to Popcorn Fort, the movie explanation podcast we do badly. What you maybe don't know is that we recorded our first four episodes in one huge, like, 10-hour sitting block. It did take a long time. Mm. And, like, at the end of it, Lauren and I both looked at each other and both just, like, we took too many notes. We were too competent. Yes. Yeah, so. We explained them too well. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for worseness. Yes, we've decided to attempt to be uh, more bad at explaining, but hopefully funnier and less long. And also, we've upgraded our blanket fort. Hooray! It's bigger, cooler, stronger, we're less cramped. We're sitting on chairs. If they creak, deal with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and edit it out as much as possible, but I can't make any promises. Hmm. You will just have to deal with our, our creaky old bones. Oh no. Live in disappointment, children. We're going to eat you? Because we're witches? Lauren will eat you. I'm vegetarian. So I'll just... Uh, this is true. I'll just season you, I guess. <laughs> uh, Sasha will stir the pot. I'll stir the pot. Yes. But like, she's very, she's very good at stirring pots. That is her. Well, that was her job. <laughs> that was my job. <laughs> Once upon a time. Now you've been fiendishly fired. Yes, fiendishly fired. But haven't we all? This is true. Except me, because I'm irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. I'm not. Also, your industry really should fire you at this point. I, sh- I should be fired, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> mm. Mm. I feel like I should do um a little bit about how, uh yeah, like, this is a comedy podcast. um And we all know there's shitty world events happening right now. And unless this directly affects us in this podcast, I don't think we're ever going to touch on it. So, like, if that's a trigger for you, don't worry. It's not happening here. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No real world will be in influencing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's not allowed within the blanket fort. Please. This is just our escapist cube. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. We do love a good escape cube. I know, right? No, that, I think that usually means you have to escape from the cube. But well, in this case, we're escaping into the cube. We're escaping into the cube. That's kind of what I did at uni. Like, occasionally I would just <laughs> sleep under my desk or on the floor next to my desk. Did you actually sleep there? I've slept on, like, I got some towels out of the laundry and, like, I made a pillow. I mustn't have been there when you were napping. No. Look, lying on the floor is necessary for physical and mental health. Yeah, I do it every day. Exactly. Well, yes. I mean... I mostly lie on my bed, but I do lie on the floor. Every sometimes. time you come home, you just immediately lay on the floor half the time. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be called out like this. Yes, you do. I need you to acknowledge you're a filthy floor gremlin. I mean, yes, but maybe the listeners don't need to know about my no. filthy floor ways. No. <laughs> That's the only thing they need to know about you. I see. They don't need to know your eyes, your skin, your hair, but they do need to know you live on the floor. I mean, I don't see why they need to know about my physical appearance in the first place. It's true. They have my, my dulcet tones. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Rude. Rude and inconsiderate. That's for me. All right, Lauren. All right, Sasha. Should we do the first movie? Let's do an episode. So, this week, I did Molly Air. Mm-hmm. Good old Molly. Good old Molly. Uh, it was made in 2007 and in France. I. It should be obvious it was a French movie. It's about Molière. Do I you mean- know Molière? He was an artist? I'm not going to give you any information. Okay. I Not enough to not know enough. anything. Excellent. Lauren, we did like several lectures on this man in high school. Not high school. In university. We probably did. And yet. And yet. And yet. It's fine. I didn't probably care. 
I'm glad you uh, were a terrible student because it's going to make this easier for me. <laughs> All right. I was going to say you were really um, um, taking a risk doing a historical one because I could have known all about this guy. You could have. And his life. Mm. Do you know many French people? Historical French people? <laughs> <laughs> the lay Miz brain. Engage. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot you were lay Miz. Yes, unfortunately. Um, no, not really. It's okay. He wasn't in Les Mis. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, Laura. Mala? Mala? <laughs> yes, the tags for this movie mm-hmm. are sexy priests, hidden identities, and no one is loyal to their spouse. Fuck yes. So I'm putting my hands in the air. Yeah, she just punched the ceiling. I did. She loves them, sexy priests. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the sexy priests. What is it? Sexy priests, hidden identity, no one is loyal to their spouse? Yeah. All right. Okay, what, so... Yeah, what do you think this movie's about? Molière is an artiste in, like, 17th century France, because that's when all the fun French stuff was happening. And, um... Hmm. See, the problem is I can't make up a bunch of fantasy bullshit, because no? that's probably not what happens in this. I could actually make could. up a bunch of fantasy You're bullshit. You're <laughs> I cannot limit what you think will happen could, in this it film. It could be anything. Um... Molière, it, it follows the career of Molière, the artiste. He's probably starting some kind of art movement that I've forgotten about. Um, probably from a rich family and they expect him to be like a fucking courtier or marry well or something and just be a fancy boy on his fancy estate. But he doesn't want to. He wants to be a starving artist. Oh, uh, <laughs> unrelatable. <laughs> and... His parents send him to a monastery because he's not obeying their whims. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sexy priest comes in. Mm-hmm. He tries to mentor him in priesting, but there's, there's... Oh, oh, he's not the sexy priest. A new sexy priest No, no, priest no it's appears. a different sexy priest. Ah. You, I, I, I assumed it was multiple sexy priests. You know what? It's better. The, it often is. There's more sexy priests, the better. All right, so so Molière's gone to the monastery. He's being angsty, but then a sexy priest is like, "Let me choose you in priesting and the ways of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." But unfortunately, there's too much tension, and they're both sexy priests at this point. Oh no! So Molière has to leave the monastery or commit sins. Oh no! <laughs> and he still wants to do art, so he runs off and. I know, runs into a, a a wealthy noble lady in a field somewhere, except he doesn't know she's a wealthy noble lady. They just have like a, a Cinderella meeting oh. where neither of them know who either of the other is and they fall in love and she keeps like stealing away from her estate to meet this fucking monastery runaway that she's fallen in love with. Um, and then they get married in secret. Mm-hmm. They elope mm-hmm. and the family's not pleased. But they have to be fine with it because they're married and that's it. That's just how the 17th century was. Hmm. All right, so he's eloped with wealthy lady. He's finally got the money and space to do his art and he's happy doing his art and she's happy being with this starving artist who's no longer a starving artist. But then they, hmm, which of them? is unfaithful. Both of them are unfaithful. Both of them are unfaithful? Both of them get bored because love at first sight is no foundation for a stable relationship. It's true. So he starts sleeping with his muses and she starts going off with, like, courtiers and shit who are cooler and stronger than he is. 
and the the marriage is quietly falling apart but they're both trying to keep it from the parents because they both want to like stay married for like political and and spite social reasons yeah yeah hmm. um and then like he dies of syphilis or something oh yeah that tracks because artists tend to do that is there something you need to tell me about <laughs> I'm not an artist. I'm a simple seamstress. Ah. Hmm. We maintain social distancing in our workshop because uh. there's barely any syphilis at all. Oh, but there is some. <laughs> well, I can't speak for the others. Okay. I certainly don't. Okay. That I know of. Hmm. <laughs> this is a face of doubt for you. Hmm. Excellent. Well, um, I want to see that movie. I mean, I want to see that movie until I start being unfaithful. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm just kind of like, eh, not interested it's now. It's one of those period movies where, like everything social just kind of falls apart and it's sad at the end. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, hey, I came here for a good time, mm, not mm. for you to... Uh... But, like, the the design and the costumes are all gorgeous oh, and yeah. lavish and yeah. beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Especially since at one point France. there's a At one point there's a scene in, like, Louis' court and it's like, they threw the whole budget at it. Mm. Mm. And it'll actually be, like, you know, somewhat accurate, unlike Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's not the movie, but I, I like think your it movie. As much. You should tell me what the movie's actually about. Okay, so the movie is about Moliere, who is. I'm shocked. I'm just gonna give you a little bit of background on Moliere uh-huh. before I like launch into the movie. Uh huh. Um, Does it do the thing where like pre credits it tells you about it? Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, you're just supposed to know. I think. Well, okay. So Moliere is um, the French version of Shakespeare. Oh, he's not an artist at all. No, he's an actor and a playwright. Okay. So, for a French audience, uh-huh. and I guess most, like, people who are into the theater. <laughs> most people with a decent education. Lord, you got a bachelor's! <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he's basically Shakespeare's contemporary. He was active, like, you know, mid-1600s. So you were right about 17th century France. Nice. Yeah, and um, he's, like, well-known for his, like, uh, comedies. Like, we put on a few. Uh, Country Wife was by Moliere. Now that you say it, yes, I do remember that Moliere yeah. was yeah. the playwright. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. You made dresses for that, Lauren. I did. Do you think I paid attention to what Country Wife was actually about, Sasha? No, no. But that does <laughs> not even the Not even the actors knew what Country Wife was about. Yeah. 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 But now, you know the fashion now, at least. I do, yes. Um, I'll describe it as it becomes relevant for the listeners who Please. are perhaps not as aware of, like, 1650s, 1660s uh, clothing styles. And I don't know why you wouldn't be. Honestly, at this it's point. one of the staples. It really is. No, it's quite a nice era of fashion. Mm. Uh, think the Three Musketeers. Okay, so the movie starts. And we get, like, you know, that very delightful um, strings playing... And there's, like, close-ups on fabrics, and it's, like, lots of brocades and hand-painted silk. Very opulent. So, the movie starts, and we learn it is 1658. Moliere and his troupe have been performing many farces across the provinces of France for 13 years, and now they return to Paris. Moliere enters a theater. So we see Moliere for the first time. So, uh, okay, mm, he's a very handsome lad. Mm -hmm. So he's got... Long, sort of wavy, curly brown hair. It goes to about uh, a little past his shoulders, maybe like collarbone. Collarbone. And so he's there. Uh, He has a little like mustache and goatee going on. Excellent. Uh, He has like 
eyeshadow slash eyeliner. I don't know if it's like deliberate choice. I almost feel like because he's an actor and they wear lots of stage makeup, he's done the thing where you remove your makeup, but your eye makeup just kind of stays there. It does But that. it's smudgy. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of that Pirates in the Caribbean vibe. Excellent. So that's what he's wearing. He's wearing uh, the white peasanty blouse that all men wore then. Think like, you know, Mr. Darcy when he's going into the water. It's just that big billowy white blouse. Like a poet shirt. Like a poet shirt. And he has like his like little jerkin jacket on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has like sort of long pants uh, and then big bucket boots. So they're, they're like really tall boots. And then the flap is so huge that it looks like a bucket on your leg. So that's what the musketeers wear. Like those really traditional pirate boots, yeah. like in a cartoon pirate. Yeah, so he's basically looking like a pirate. Yeah. And so he enters this theater, and um, yeah, it's like a really pretty theater. It's like all blue and gold, and there's marble on the stage. So like, they're in the theater, it's great. Two of the actors are like, they start performing like, you know, a generic farce play, which is usually like uh, a cuckolding one, where it's like, oh, my wife is cheating on me. And she's like, yo, ho, ho. Oh, I cheat on you. And Moliere is like super pissed off. He's like, no, there will be no fuss in my theater. This shall not happen. And then they're like, what? Surely we're not going to perform tragedies here. And Moliere's just like, well, the royal court and we deserve better. Um, I deserve better. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, but you suck. Oh, no. Yeah. They're just kind of like, hmm. And then so he's just kind of like, I'm going to go. been going for 13 years. Yeah. You can't suck that much. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Suck, yeah, so I don't know what's happening there. At that point, he's built up his fame. But they've built up their fame in regards to, like, farces and comedies. Right, and now he thinks he's a more serious artist yeah. that deserves more, but they're like, you're only good for farces. Yeah, so he's angsting somewhere. Uh, he's surrounded by, like, cogs and wheels. I don't know where he's angst. Oh, he's fuck, I just realized. <laughs> he's probably backstage in the wings where you can, like, raise and lower the curtains and sets. I feel like the flies don't tend to have cogs and shit. Well, like, it's not pulleys, super, yes. It's almost like huge spools on their side. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's almost certainly the flies. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just realized. I was like, where are you? And now I'm like, oh, wait, use your basic. You, you described it like the inside of a clock. <laughs> yeah, I did, but too bad. Okay. You just have to live with my bad descriptions. I do. Okay, yeah. Um. So he's angsting. He's in there. He's like, I will write my own plays. They'll be amazing. And then, like, some lady rocks up behind him. Her name is Madeline. She's one of the actresses. I'm, I'll forget her name, and even though it's a normal one. And she's like, she's like, you know, uh, the king's brother wants us to do comedies. He gave you this theater to do comedies. Ah. And then Moyer's just like, I will speak to the king's brother. And so we're, like, at the palace, and it's, like, all the beautiful, really large gardens. And we see, like, this fancy lad, this really fancy, pretty lad with, like, long... Uh, almost like poodle ear hair. Excellent. You know the style. I have worn the style. You, oh, you have <laughs> worn the style. And yeah, he's like, you know, just dressed up all in like brocaded silks. It's very pretty. He has his lace collars. He has his gloves. I, he's a fop. He's a fop. He's so foppish and dandy. And Moliere just rocks up and he's like very like scraping and bowing. He's just like, I bow and like flutter my hat. And then I inch forward and I bow and I flutter my hat. <laughs> And now I hold your hand and gently kiss it as I flutter my hat. <laughs> a sort of hat fluttering. Does Lots. he have big feathers in his hat? Oh, yeah. It's the musketeer huge hats with Excellent. the feathers. And um, he's just like, they have a whole conversation where he's like, ah, yes, uh, I'm here about my play. And he's like, and the 
prince is just like, oh, amazing, what are you going to put on? Is it going to be farce? No. Oh, is it going to be a rom-com? No. Is it going to be about shipwreck? I love shipwrecks. And then he's like, uh, no, it's a surprise. Oh, we love surprises, but it must be a comedy. Uh-oh. And Molly's like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so it's time for him to write. So we get a nice spin transition where he's like, he's at his table, he's sat down, we go behind the chair, and then, like, we see he's just, like, he's drunk and, like, laying over the table, and he's just like, oh, I have written nothing. And, um, so then that's what happens, and then he goes to a pub slash tavern, yeah. and he's super drunk, and uh, he's like, I am Zigarette And everyone's just like laughing at him. And like his outfit's very yummy. He's just wearing his peasant blouse with a deep V-neck. His hair is down. He has like lots of rings. He's very piratey. He's rocked up to the tavern in his underwear, blind drunk. Yeah, pretty much. He still has <laughs> pants and boots on, but essentially, still. he's very saucy. Still. He's yeah. in his shirt sleeves at the very least. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, everyone's just laughing at him while he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm so good. I'm so good. Oh, he became Italianish. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should probably French. stop doing accents. The accents are quite fun. Okay. I'm enjoying them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, like, he's drunk, it's the morning, and a random lady approaches him, mm-hmm. and then she's like, my mother must see you. And he's like, the fuck? And she gives him a letter, and he's like, ooh, I need to speed walk over to this place. And he goes, and then they're like, we see a maid pouring bloody water out on the street. Oh, God. So, like, that's not good. What's wrong with the mother? Yeah, you'd think that. And so he, like, enters a bedroom, and it's, like, a super rich person's bedroom. Like, everything's wood and carved, and it's the four-poster bed. And, um, yeah, and then so we cut to the company, and they're all, hmm, Molière's taking a long time. What's up with that? And then Molière's, like, so sad, and he enters, and he's like, rehearsals start tomorrow. It will be a comedy. And yeah, and then we get a flashback 13 years earlier. So this is, like, the time period just before they've set out on their 13-year tour of the provinces. Yeah. So we see younger Moliere. He's the same actor. So, <laughs> and he has, like, really thick, like, you know, white makeup mm-hmm. on, red lips. Uh, his eyes are, like, panda eyes. Yeah. So theater makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, performing a tragedy. Yeah. But what he's doing, he's just standing there, like, you know, one arm out, and he's droning. And he's just, like, it's very labored. He's like, oh, the Roman shores. Back home, long ago. Yeah, you know the the terrible theater performance. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, people are throwing food at him. He looks like a sad clown who was punched in the face. <laughs> anyway, so he's performing this terrible performance. Sure. No one likes it. No. And then, like, uh... I three... didn't like it. Yeah, I made you <laughs> listen to that, because I had to listen to that. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, two do... No, three guards enter the audience, mm-hmm. as do, like, two guys who look like... A like pilgrims sure like you know they have the uh the black hat with the big buckle and they're wearing you know black sort of short pants black jackets buttons collars so pilgrims american pilgrims pilgrims. yeah and they enter and we're like who are these people and then they walk on stage and we're like who are these people it's the police it's the police it's the art police it turns out they're bailiffs aka tax collectors Uh Uh uh-oh so um Molière's, like, speaking this whole time as they're coming. He's like, as we... <laughs> as they approach, and he's just trailing off. And then, um, so they come on, and they're like, we're here on behalf of the candle merchant, uh-huh. because you owe money. And Molière's like, what if I just 
mock them. Oh, no, not even. Them. So, like, you know, like, they're trying to read their speech. This is his comedy origin story. This is his comedy origin story. Excellent. So he's, like, you know, reading, they're reading, and he, like, you know, tips their hats, and then they turn around and think the other dude did it, and so, like, they smack each other. It's, like, you know, very, uh... Slapstick. Slapstick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so they're, like, oh... You owe 142 pounds. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then he, like, you know, pretends to cry. And, like, as he's crying, he's trying to pickpocket the uh, nice. tax collector. And then, like, it winds up, he's like, he kicks them off the stage. The whole audience is like, oh, ho, 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 this is so funny. Mm-hmm. And um, he's immediately thrown into prison. Uh, and, like, there's some dude. not keep an eye on his budget. He spent 142 pounds on candles. He spent 142 <laughs> pounds on candles. Yeah. So he's, like, thrown into prison. Um, there's a guy on the straw next to him. I don't know if he's dead. We never see him again. Ah. I'm going to assume this is just a corpse that just lives in the prison. Cool. That's fine. Yeah. So he's thrown into prison, and then, like, we cut to his company, and they're, like, harassing this uh, fancy-looking older dude. Mm. And then um, they're like, please, please give us some money so we can, like, pay for our candles and get Molière out of prison. And the dude is all, nope, not going to do that. He wanted the theater, let him suffer. <laughs> and then one of the uh, actors is just like, hey, you refuse a father's duty. What? Could you be a good Christian? And the guy's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I sure ain't. And so they're, like during Molière's shitty performance, a guy was watching this whole time. He's uh, like this older dude. An agent. An agent. He was watching. He's like, terrible. No good. Horrible. And then once he started doing his slapstick comedy, he was kind of like, ooh, intriguing potential aha uh-huh. so he enters into the prison and he's like ho ho it's time for you to come with me and they're in a fancy call fancy college no they're in a fancy cauliflower in a fancy cauliflower so he enters he's like oh ho ho come with me moliere and so we cut to them in a carriage it's very fancy so obviously like this guy's an agent for someone with money mm-hmm. moliere's just like gremlin eating bread as the guy watches <laughs> he's just like <laughs> Which is how I eat bread. That's the only way to eat bread. Yeah. like a goblin. Yeah. Mm. And so I was like, um, where are we going? Mm-hmm. And the guy's just like, what if I didn't speak to you this whole time? Mm. And you just had to sadly eat bread while realizing we're entering the countryside. He needed to concentrate on his food. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then we cut to this older dude mm-hmm. who, he's sort of that foppish dandy, but the older man who's out of touch. Yeah. But wearing the latest fashions. Yeah. And so he's, like, in his office, and he looks out the window, and he sees the carriage has arrived. And he's all, oh, they're here. They're here. Oh, quick, my dressing gown. No, wait, I will not wear it. Take it off. Take it off. So he has, like, all these attendants around him, and he's like, bring me my dressing gown. Actually, no, don't do it. Oh, ah. And then he, like, you know, they leave, and he's standing in his room. He's, like, in front of his table. He's, like, he's posing. Like, how shall I greet them? Should I lean on my table? Should I hold my hands? Should I put my hands on my hips? And then there's a knock at the door, and he's like, enter! And Moliere and the other dude enter. Uh-huh. And the other dude's just like, hello, my lord, I bring you this man. He's a great actor. And the old guy's like, I will be the judge of that. And he, like, oh. fancily sits down in a chair. He's like, come, perform for me. Uh-huh. And Moliere's just like, what, what, the, what hell? the fuck is going on? I was just imprisoned, and now I'm here. I was imprisoned, and then I was eating bread, and nobody was talking to me. And now I'm here, and you're making me perform. Yeah, and Rolyers is like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> and the guy's like, no one told you? You must perform for me if I want to hire you. Uh-huh. And he's like, hire me? What's happening? And then the old guy's like, it is a secret, for love is at stake. You must just perform for me. Ah. And then we learn this old guy 
So he's in love with uh, this young lady mm-hmm. who is a widow, mm-hmm. and she's a marquis, which sure. is a court title. Yes. Yeah. Higher than a, is it higher than a count? Lower than a count? It's high up there. It's nobility. Fucking fine. Yeah. We don't care. So, uh, and he's like, this young widow only receives the most enlightened mind. So that basically means she's like this beautiful babe who's always surrounded by all these other beautiful babes and all these handsome lads. Uh-huh. And she just kind of holds court every day where nice. they're like, recite poetry and gossip. But really what it means is that she just walks around throwing shade at people. Excellent. She's like, um, only the cool people can be in my club. Yeah. And I say what cool means. Yeah, she throws shade and like everyone around her is like, ha ha ha, clap, 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 ha ha ha. Very polite. Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, ha ha ha. And she's always fanning herself. Oh yeah, that, that's how you know she's a saucy lady. Mm. And they all have really beautiful costumes in here. Nice. So they're wearing the, uh, the cavalier not jacobine the cavalier style mm-hmm. so basically everyone has off the shoulder gowns nice. and all their sleeves are really big and poofy uh-huh and then it's um a really tight corseted body with a long tab at the front yeah um and then huge skirt very gathered but like not over the top huge like we're not talking you know marie antoinette huge just a very full skirt. They all have bum pads on. Mm-mm. And everyone has lots of, like, soft curls. And all the men have, like, long hair that's down. Mm. And all the women have their hair up. Mm. But it's not over the top. It's almost not necessarily buns or ponytails, but it's, like, it's pinned up. And then they all have, like, curly fringes and then, like, lots of tendrils. Mm. So, yeah, it's a nice look. It's very refined. Yeah. Love a good curly tendril. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out about her. And then the we cut back to the Lord. And he's all... I was so inspired by her, I wrote a play, and I wished to perform it for her at her salon. Sure. Her saloon? No, her salon. No, her salon. <laughs> yes. And Molière's like, I don't think I can help you with that. Sorry. Bye. I prefer to be in prison. Yeah. Well, essentially, that's what happens. The Lord's just oh, like, geez. oh, you can't help me? Such a shame. I was gonna uh, pay off your debts, but I guess you go back to prison. Bye. And Molière's like, I reconsidered my position <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the whole thing is that it's like, I will prepare you for a performance and I'll teach you all about the theater. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, this contract will only be fulfilled when the Marquis likes me. Oh, oh dear. That's an open-ended contract. That really is an open-ended contract. Everyone read your contracts before you sign. Yeah. Unless they're like blackmailing you essentially with debt and prison. And then you have no choice. Then you have no choice. And then the final point, he's just like, also... While you're teaching me, you have to keep this a secret, particularly from my wife. Oh dear. Yes, he's married, he's after this hot young thing, he's hiring a drama teacher so he can perform a play for her. Well, yeah. So Monier signs this contract and he's like, um, so how are you gonna get me in your house without it being super duper suspicious? The Lord's just like, I have a solution! So they rock up to the manor. We see you will be my lover. <laughs> ah, how to solve the problem of not letting my wife know I have a lover? <laughs> a different I... lover. A different lover. <laughs> yeah. So they rock up to the man, the manor, and this is like a big estate, very mm-hmm. fancy. And we see all these footmen in their own like red uniforms with gold piping, and they're like they litter their places. They're like chickens, and they're just running around. <laughs> and is one of them a rooster? None of them are roosters. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and so the carriage rocks up, and the lord gets out, and the footman are just like, my lord, my lord, my lord, and then Moliere exits, and he, he's a sexy priest, so he's like, ah, still looks the same uh-huh. as he's looked every other time, so he has his long hair, yeah. he has his like eyeshadow under eyes, yeah. 
but this time he's wearing like a long black robe. Yeah. That's it's not shapeless though. It's like fitted to his torso and then it's just like a long Oh, it's skirt. a clingy robe. It's a clingy robe. <laughs> he's like he has a cross and he's holding a bible. And he like he steps out and he's like looking around so confused and then he walks up the stairs and then the footmen are like did the Lord convert? <laughs> but I'm like, I'm pretty sure they all want to convert. Ah. Because that's the vibe. They're all just like eyeing him up. And they're just like, did the Lord convert? Oh, oh, oh I oh. want it on that. Exactly. Yeah. And so we see the Lord. He's in the, there's even more people like bothering him, more footmen bothering the Lord in his entryway. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, make me thyme tea and put honey in my bath and do all these things and put this tea yeah no i was like the fuck you drinking man (laughs) that's weird uh and then the footmen are like sir sir your music teacher's here how long has he been here one hour make him wait sir sir your dance teacher's here and your art teacher's also here he's like what you booked them all for the same time oh i never know which one i want to go to first (laughs) uh and moliere is just like shadowing them this whole time and he's like what the fuck is happening here i feel like just having a drama teacher would not be out of the ordinary for this guy oh no i don't see why he had to disguise molly yeah like molly could a hundred percent have just rocked up being like i'm here to teach you the art of theater yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it would have been fine yeah but no he's already got so many goddamn teachers yeah but essentially like we see him do his lessons but what his lessons essentially entail is he'll walk to one teacher and then will learn for 30 seconds and then be like, oh, oh, I love learning how to dance. I feel so refreshed. And then walks away. And then the teacher's like, I, the teacher's not dismissed. So I guess they just stay there forever. I guess he probably pays really well. He probably pays really well. And they get like lunch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And while this is all happening, Malaya's like, what if I just like run away? Because <laughs> he really doesn't want to be here. Yeah. So he like sneaks into an office and there's a big bay window. Uh-huh. So he, like, he climbs out, and he's, like, running through the fields with his, like, dress hoisted up. Yeah. He's just like, I must escape! I must be free! But unfortunately, in the gardens, there's this massive, like, I think it's a Great Dane? Oh, no. But it's a guard dog uh-huh. or a hunting dog. Yeah. And the dog just, like, is not chained or anything. Uh, it starts... It's, it's just hanging loose. It's just hanging loose. So it starts chasing Moliere, and Moliere's like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. So he has a whole sprinting sequence. And the only solution is to jump back into the open bay window. Ah. So he like does a full-on dive through there and like slams into the floor. Yeah. And there's a woman in there. Oh no. And she's just like, um, can I, can I help <laughs> you? And he like lounges on the floor and he's like, oh fuck, let me get up. Let me pick up my Bible. Uh, this is just how priests enter a house, didn't you know? Yeah. It's kind of like God will load a priest up into his cannon <laughs> and then he will shoot them to the required places. Yeah, this yeah. Is... And then they do a pose on the floor. And then they pose on the floor. Yeah. Mm. This is like religion 101, folks. That's just how priests work. It's just how priests work. And like, yeah. So the lady's all, can I help you? And he's like, huh? What's up? She's like, has there been a death? Is the parish in need of funding? Is there a damned soul? Why are you here, priest? <laughs> he's like, there's a priest here? Oh, I am the priest. <laughs> Hello. I'm um a tutor for your daughter. And then the lady's like, uh, hi, yeah, no, I'm my daughter's tutor. I don't need you. Uh-oh. So, uh, yeah, nah. I feel like he should have got his story straight with, with Chiboy first. Yeah. Like, well, it feels like they didn't settle on a, on a, a, a background. Well, no, like, cause the Lord rocks in and yeah. the mom's like, hey, the fuck's with this priest here? I'm yeah. not into this. Uh, I teach her everything. We don't need a tutor. Yeah. And he's like, 
ah, uh, yes, but moral corruption, the goal, the goal, the soul being sent to hell, uh, doesn't matter what you teach her, we still need, like, you know, religious interference. You are a woman and have the sin of Eve, so therefore only a man can teach her morals. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, she's like, you don't even go to church. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Uh, so Moliere, he's a living priest teacher. Excellent. I had one, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yes, we kept him in the closet. <laughs> so Moliere's a living priest now, and like the maid takes him to his room, and it's like this dusty attic, like covered in spider webs. Uh huh. And she's like, "If you ever need anything, don't talk to me." <laughs> Good. And then she leaves. And I Moliere, love her. yeah, and Moliere's just like, "Uh huh. Um. Okay. Cool." And he looks out the window, and we see there's, like, a girl outside, like, a, a young lady. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe, I, I don't know, like, this is, in my heart, she should be, like, 18, but she's probably, like, 14 to 16, because this is period. I'd really enjoy if Molly had an affair with the, with the wife, but I suspect he's gonna have an affair with the daughter. That's what you think? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. Is he gonna have an affair with both of them? Oh! <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything at this point. Mm, okay. Anyway, he's looking out the window. He sees the daughter. She's pretty. But uh, we see a dude throw something at her from over a hedge. And it's like a super tall hedge. What dude? Just a dude. A oh, young okay. man. A, a young man. Dude. Sure. A young man we haven't met before. I thought he was the music teacher for the dad. Ah, he's a courting man. But yes, he's a courting man. He, like, he throws something over the hedge. Mm-hmm. It's a note. She like sprints over and picks it up and opens it. So obviously these are young lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Myers is like, well, that's a thing that just happened. Not gonna ruin my day. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, so then we cut to Moliere. He's tutoring the daughter. Mm-hmm. So they have two daughters. One's like maybe 10 years old. The other one's like, yeah, 16. Mm-hmm. And he's like flipping through this like really complicated maths book. Like it's just full of all this notations and things. Isn't and- he supposed to be tutoring in religion? Like, that's what you would think. But he's flipping through it, and he's like, like, oh shit, oh shit. And at this point, I was like, can Moliere read? I'm like, yes, he can read. He can read. He writes plays. Yeah, he's a playwright. But at this point, my heart was it's like... It's possible the actors can't read, but he can certainly read. Yeah, exactly. He can read and write. And it was hinted that his dad was rich. Sure. So, yeah. He's flipping through this maths book, and he's like, I know none of this shit. Uh, but maths is great and all, and I see you've been taught but this isn't as important as praying. <laughs> so let us pray. And then the daughter's like, what is happening here? And the mom's just so like standing in the background watching all of this like, what the oh, fuck? Oh God, he's taken over from the mom as yeah. like a general tutor. Yeah. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, so he's like, we're just going to pray. Ugh. But the problem is he doesn't even know prayers. He like puts his hand together and the daughter's like, okay, I guess I put my hand together. He's like, ah, father, the father of our... <laughs> He's a heathen actor. He's a heathen actor full of you sin. You really should have thought through this cover story. Why did you pick a priest? You could have made him a gardener. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the mum is all, okay, no, this is bullshit. And she, like, power walks out of the room and Molière's just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and we watch her and she, like, her husband's, the Lord is having fencing lessons. Uh-huh. And the husband's all just like, oh, amazing, my wife, yes, come look, I've learned a new move in fencing. Come, fence with me. And, like, gives her a stick and she's like, I don't know how to fence, what do you want from me? He's <laughs> like, no, come fence me. So she just, like, smacks him. Nice. And he's like, oh, that's cheating. And she's like, yeah, no, this priest is stupid, how dare you get him? Just get rid of him, we don't need him. Yeah. And so the Lord's just like, oh, fuck, um, but I need him for my dramas. So... Hey, uh, and he starts weaving this, like, 
The conspiracy of the secret church is so strong that we cannot afford to offend them. They have placed this man here in our household. And the wife, this is kind of like, I guess I don't know enough about churches <laughs> and their power in the court. So Jesus, I guess we have to have the secret spy priest who is really bad at his job. The husband's, she, she went to the husband like, this guy can't fucking teach. And the guy was basically like, ah, but you see, the Illuminati put him here. We cannot offend them. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this really wasn't an issue. This, this, I didn't think the Illuminati was an issue, but like, I guess so. Having said that, though, can he just stop teaching as well now? If he just has to be there, can he just... You'd think. Be there? You'd think. Why didn't you just hire this priest man to be a priest that you could go to on occasion? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're enough of... Seems like he's enough of an eccentric, eccentric rich man that he could just be like, I I needed, I, I felt like my immortal soul was in danger. I need a living priest that I can go to for like confessions and services and shit. Yeah. So the Lord is like, here is my play. It's late in the evening. They're in his study. Here's my play. What do you think? And while you're reading it, he's like, how do I say? I said this to a friend once. <laughs> it is shit. <laughs> Some people shouldn't write. <laughs> oh dear. So basically he's like, and like the Lord is like, wow, that's great. You told your friend that. Now, what do you think about my play? <gasps> Excellent. Yeah. And then while well, I was mentioning like, uh, frankly, uh, it's shit. Nice. And I was like, well, you do better then. If mine, and so you do better. He makes him sit at his desk and yeah. write a play. Yeah. And then um, while I was like, okay, there's not a lot of time to do this. So it may not be great. And the Lord is like, time doesn't matter when it comes to great work. <laughs> kind of does though. Yeah, but Molly had said that sort of thing as well. Oh, I see. Because the Lord had been like, oh, I only wrote this in an hour. And then Molly was like, oh, time doesn't... Right, sure. Checking his words back at him. Yeah. 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 And so he writes this, and then the Lord reads it, and the Lord's just like, how do I say, if mine's for the toilet, yours isn't even shit. (laughs) Let's hope you're a more talented actor than writer. Jeez. Yeah, and he throws his play on the ground, and then Molly was just like... You know, fuck this shit. So Mario's back in his room. Uh-huh. And he's in the attic. Escapé? He escapes. So, like, he opens the window and he's, like, climbing down the wall. Because it's, like, <laughs> you know, the really thick bricks? Yeah. The, like, cop, not the cobblestone, like, the almost... The, the ones s- with gaps in. The ones with gaps. Yeah. And, like, he was climbing down this wall and I was like, I want to climb that wall. Because... I love a good wall climb. Love a good wall climb. It, like, it, in- it ignites the monkey instincts. <laughs> so Molière's climbing down the wall... And there's the thing, you know, like, there's a window below his. Yeah. And so there's, like, you know, the usual creepy scene where he, like, he looks through the window and we see the wife. And uh-huh. she's in her nightwear, which is just a dressing gown and her chemise. Oh, he's going to sleep with the wife. Is he? I yes. don't know. Yeah. He's going to sleep with someone that He's going to sleep with someone. <laughs> it could be anyone at he's, this stage. He's an actor. He's, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah. So he's climbing down. We see her. Um, she strips, but it's like her back's to the camera. Uh-huh. So at least it's not the worst. And he's kind of like, oh my, what is this? A stirring? And oh, then she's a ma- just in her chemise. I was, was going to say, how is she taking off her corset by herself? No, no, no. She's just in her chemise. Okay. So her dressing gown, she takes off. Yeah, She right. like does a thing where like, you know, you release your chemise and it like falls to the floor. You know, but the it's thing just, that chemises do. The thing that chemises do. And, but then the maid immediately, like, closes the blinds. Yeah. So, like, good on the maid. She's doing her bit. And Molière's just like, I guess I should continue my escape attempt. But the god, the, the god, god is there. Uh, <laughs> the Morgan Freeman sitting on the roof watching. Morgan Freeman is sniping him. And he's like, ah! <laughs> no, uh, but then the Great Dane is actually just under him now. And he's like, ah. Uh-huh. 
back to the that attic. That fucking dog. That fucking is dog. out for him specifically. It really is. The dog. I guess for the dog. No, okay, when the dog was chasing him, uh-huh. it's like, you know, the thing where you watch a movie and the dog is meant to be performing this aggressive role. But it's obviously having a great time. Yeah, it's like, you know, ears are, are flapping about, tail is wagging. Yeah. He's so happy to be here and like yeah, playing yeah, chases. Yeah. And the dog is just like that below him. So it's like, friend? Friend? Friend coming down to play? And Mario's like, no friend. None. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So he returns to the attic. And then we cut to the wife. And this is like the next day. And she's in her husband's study. And she finds Moliere's play on the ground. Uh-huh. And she reads it. And then she like sprints to her husband. And Moliere's with the husband. And she's like, holy shit. Who wrote this play? And the husband's like, uh, some dude who wanted me to sponsor him mm-hmm. and the wife's like i hope you sponsored him this is the best play i've ever fucking read uh-huh. this is so good i felt as if and then molly is just like leading in and he's like you felt what you feel you felt <laughs> as if what and then she's just like what is wrong with this man why is he so into me like saying this get away from me strange priest and then the lord's like oh yes i did think it was great but our priest friend here said we mustn't sponsor the arts because that is the way to moral damnation and sin. And Moliere's is like, you bitch. You fucking bastard. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> and then the Lord's staring at him. And Moliere's like, oh, fine, yes. Theater is bad. It's the worst thing. Oh, actors are all terrible sinners made to, like, sin and sleep away. And the wife's just like, hey, you, shut up. My dad's an actor. <laughs> yeah. And so that that happens, and then all of a sudden, a fabulous man rocks up in a carriage. <gasps> Is it the king's brother? It's not the king's brother. Oh. It's a count. Ah. And the lord's just like, ah, this is my best friend forever, Count. Whatever. Debranotes. I don't know his name. Anyway. Count von Count. Count von Count. He's here to borrow some money from me because we're such good friends. <laughs> Definitely not a red flag. Definitely not a red flag. So he rocks up to the count, and the count is like, "Ah, hello, my friend. Oh, you look so beautiful. You're so wonderful. Yay!" And he's like, "Oh, we should talk matters of the debt I owe you." And the lord's just like, "Oh, whoa, really? Yeah, we don't have to, but if you want to, we can." And he's uh-huh. like, "Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk. How much do I owe you?" And the lord's just like, "Okay, you owe me fifteen thousand and eight hundred pounds." Fucking hell! And the count is like, "Hmm, hmm." Yes, that is what I owe you. Okay, give me another 200 so we can make it 16,000 square. Jesus Christ. And the Lord's just like, I here you go. Take my money. Sure. Guess they're besties. Guess they're besties. And he's definitely going to pay that. Pay back that oh, 15,000. You are, can trust this. Are they man. pounds or francs? It's been subbed as pounds. Ah. So. I, I don't know enough about 17th century French currency. Yeah. So I'm just I know go in, pounds. I know in like... The 1800s, it was francs. Yeah. But that's the most It may have that changed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the lords kind of just like to Moliere, like, oh, this count, he's my good friend. And he's acting as a go-between for me and the young widow. Right. Like, he's sending my letters to her. Oh, he's giving her gifts. a sneaky boy. A sneaky boy. Yeah. And he pulls out, like, this super expensive diamond ring. Oh, dear. And he, like, he gives it to the uh, count, and he's mm-hmm. all, here, give this ring to her. Do you think I can go see her someday? And the Count's like, oh, not yet, but soon, soon. This lady's just fucking playing the game. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm not going to see this guy, but he is sending me presents. Yeah. So I'm going to keep this line of communication open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that all happens. The Count takes the ring and then uh, and is also given like a letter to uh-huh. send to the lady. 
And he gets back in his carriage. Moliere's buggered off. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't need to be here for this. Yeah. And we see the mom is in the garden. Uh-huh. And she's like, she looks to the side and like her daughter has like thrown a note to her, her boo. Uh-huh. And the mom's just like, oh, it's so sweet. I'm so happy. Like they're exchanging letters. So like the mom's 100%. For this romance. Totally. Yeah. She's like, don't be in a loveless marriage like me, kids. Uh. Find your true love. And Moliere just kind of zooms in behind her. <laughs> He's like, hello, hello. Um, and she's like, oh my fucking God, did you see that? You are not to tell anyone or I'll like end your life. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, man, it's fine. It's chill. I'm a cool priest. I'm a cool priest. And, like, I know I irritate you, so I'm just here to smooth things over. And then they're just, like, bantering and flirting together. Sure. And then the wife's just kind of like, um, this priest is flirting with me. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a terrible goddamn priest. Yeah, this is a terrible priest. She's like, this priest is really, like, not suited for his position. No. Husband, please. I know it's the Illuminati, but... <laughs> It's obviously yeah. an uh, artist sent to the monastery from his strange yeah. parents. Yeah, so it's your movie now. It's my movie, yes. Yeah, and then the Lord is like, Moliere, come over here, Mr. Priest, come over here. And then Moliere just like winks up his skirts and is like, yes, my Lord, I'm coming. And the wife's just like, what is happening here? And then the Lord the is The wife like, definitely thinks they're fucking, right? I mean... <laughs> She should. She probably should. All the signs are there. All the signs are there. She's like, mm, yeah, probably. Cloistered together in the study in the, of an evening. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> hired for no good reason. Yeah. He clearly doesn't have the credentials here. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lord is just all, hey, write me a note for this beautiful wibble. <laughs> wibble. <laughs> this beautiful wibble. <laughs> the wibble I wish to seduce. <laughs> no, write me a note to send to the widow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's just this whole runaround where he's like, your lovely eyes make me want to die from love. That's what the letter the the Lord says is. Yeah. I want you to say to her, Dear Marquis, your lovely eyes make me want to die of love. Say that, but better. And Moliere's just like, oh, I can say things like, oh, um, when I see you, I want to die because my heart is over full yeah. uh, from love. And he's like, no, 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 no. You can't change anything. <laughs> make it better. And so Moliere's just like, okay, yeah. I can only use these words. And so he's like, he does the thing where he's like, your eyes... Lovely, make me die. <laughs> Lovely death. Oh, Christ. You know, that sort of thing. Synonyms. Yeah, and he just like, so he just does a bunch of those, and then the Lord's just like, yes, they're all good, but which is best? He's like, the the, the first one? He's like, ah, I was so good, I got it right immediately off the beginning. Oh, God. And Lawyer's just like, great, cool. Kill you me do. now. Yeah. <laughs> and so they write the note, uh-huh. they give it to the fabulous Count, who has uh-huh. the ring, and the Count's just like, great, wonderful, I'm gonna go get, get in my carriage, we're gonna drive away. And then we just see the count, like, look at the letter, tear it up and throw it out. Uh-huh. And then he, like, takes the ring out of the box and puts it in his pocket. Ha uh-huh. ha Sneaky boy. A sneaky boy. So he's never given any of the gifts. Excellent. And he's never, like, delivered any of the letters. And then we see, like, um, someone who, like, obviously we assume it's Moliere, mm-hmm. pick up the scraps of the torn letter off the driveway. Ah, uh, but the camera only focuses on the hands. Yeah, the camera only focuses on the hands. Excellent. But, like, no one else is wearing his priest outfit, so... It's clearly Moliere. Okay, sure. Yeah. And so we cut, and it's the fabulous man, and he's with the young widow. Mm-hmm. And he's just doing the things like, what if I kissed your arm a lot? And the widow's just like, I mean, okay. <laughs> I guess we're French. I guess we're French. So he's like kissing the arm. He's like, mama, 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 you're so beautiful. You're so lovely. And she's like, ah, he wants the widow. He wants the widow. I guess everyone wants the widow. Yeah, everyone, everyone wants the widow. She's she like not. a real catch. Because she's like, she's got money. She's got the estates. 
She's got the title. She got all the good shit she inherited from her dead husband. Yeah, and she's young and pretty. And she's still young and pretty. Yeah. But oh no, independence? Oh no, independence. In a woman? Yes. Yeah, and then a letter arrives as he's like kissing her arm, uh-huh. and it's just like a footman delivers it. And it's a random love letter from like another like count dude Ugh. or anyone. So like everyone's seducing her. Everyone's like, I love you, I'm dying from love. Totally. And she's like, ah, fabulous count man, read this out, I have no secrets. And so he's reading it out, and he's like clearly getting more and more jealous. And so she's like living it. She's like, wow, this is wonderful, this is great, I love it. And the the fabulous count is like, no, 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 this is bad, I hate it, I am jealous. And she's like, "Mm, but I am pretty amazing. (laughs) And it's kind of nice to hear people say that. He is right, though. Yeah, (laughs) like he's not lying. And so the Count pulls out the ring he stole, uh-huh. and he gives it to her. He's like, why are you so appealing to everyone? Could you stop doing that? <laughs> and she's like, 20 is not the age to behave. She's 20? She's 20. Jeez. How fast How fast did she kill her last husband? <laughs> I don't- well, I mean, if she was married at, like, even 18. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then she, like, he's holding the ring, and he's like- pretending to give it to her but then not yeah so because clearly he wants more and then so she like she leans him to give him a kiss and then instead of kissing him she just takes the ring and then walks away and like, locks <laughs> it up in a cupboard is like ha, ha, ha. Oh, babe oh, so beautiful so i love her she's the real protagonist she's the real protagonist she's like i found myself in this place uh-huh. and i'm a woman in this society but luckily i'm a widow and i'm rich and i have an estate and a title so i have some independence yes so it's great and that's a wrap on that scene sure so now we have, like, a training montage, where it's not really a montage, it's just a scene of, like, Moliere teaching the dude to act. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, acting in the attic, and they're just doing actor exercises. Sure, sure, sure. So it's like, you're a heavy dewdrop. You know, dew the screaming. Drop. The screaming. <laughs> so much screaming. You're a heavy dewdrop, you're hanging, and the, the Lord's just like, this is so hard. And then they get to, like, the horse girl segment. <laughs> Sorry? So, uh, we're, okay, he's basically like, okay, fine, one last exercise, then we're done. Uh-huh. You have to be a horse. Uh-huh. And then Lawrence is like, oh, no, not the horses. I hate the horses. It's terrible. <laughs> Moliere's, this is drama. This is acting. You must be a horse. And so he, like, walks around, like, you know, like, neighing and braying. Hang like, on. Argh. Why does the Lord want to know how to act? Shouldn't he want to know how to be a playwright? Okay, so. Or is that kind of the same thing? So he showed the play uh-huh. to Moliere, and Moliere's just like, oh, it's a dialogue. And he's like, yes, it's a dialogue between Zeus and, like, Polynesis, a young, beautiful woman. Sure. And like Mario's like, okay, cool. He's like, who's performing Zeus? I am. Who's performing the young lady? I am. Ah. Uh, so he's written a play and he wants to perform it. Ah, uh, I see. So he has to learn how to act now because he's already written the masterpiece. <sighs> he's gonna make such a fool of himself. He really is. You just you know this is coming. Yeah. And um so Mario's like, I teach you to act. So the horse girl segment happens. And, like, the Lord's is like, I don't want to be a horse. And he's like, well, you are a horse. And then he does the horse act, and Moyer's like, that's a terrible horse. What kind of horse are you? <laughs> you are a man playing a horse, and I want a horse. And so he just, just does this whole thing where he's like, are you an Abraxan horse? Are you a show pony? And, like, Moliere's <laughs> pretending to be several kinds of horses. Oh, God. And walking in different ways. And then the Lord gets to be horses as well. It's the horse girl segment. Absolutely. I do like when actors get to pretend to act badly. Yes. I feel like that that seems like it'd be fun. It really would be. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they're doing all this in the attic and like the wife is laying in bed reading and she's like, what the? Listening to horse noises. <laughs> like Horse noises and like thumping because they're jumping. <laughs> and then Moliere, we have the same with Moliere being like, I wish to woo this beautiful wife of the Lord. Uh-huh. But, but I have to, I, I'm a priest and I can't reveal I'm the priest. So what if I pretend to be a playwright? So he like, uh, they're in like the kitchen or something, just hanging out. This is such a Moliere play. It is such a Moliere. <laughs> wow. Shocking. Shocking. So um, he like writes a letter and then he pretends to receive the letter at the door. He's like, oh yes, I'll deliver it to her immediately. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And then like he walks over to the wife. He's like, hello, I have a letter from you. Uh, it was from a young man. Here you go. And she like, she reads it and it's like Moliere, the, the playwright persona sure. being like, oh, I heard you said such nice things about my play. I'm so grateful. Uh, let's meet at sunset at the old ruins. Because I think they have old ruins at their manor. Who doesn't? And she's like, oh, oh, I'm reading. And she's like, and Moliere's just like, yes, yes. And she's like, oh, it's a, a letter from a man wanting to uh, be a gardener. He wishes to be a yes. gardener. And Moliere's like, oh, okay. And she's like, what did he look like? And Moliere's just like, well, he was quite elegant. It's very yet fine. Beautiful. Hot as fuck. Hot, yeah, he's like, <laughs> mm, he, I would bang him, but I'm he a was priest. A snack. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, any more? And he's like, I mean, it was just a glimpse. What do you want from me? <laughs> and she's like, this is fine. So she's like, well, thank you, thank you. And she like, she leaves and like trips over a chair and then rips down a curtain. Because <laughs> she's very flustered. Wow. He, he obviously writes real good letters. He writes real good letters. Maybe it got saucier at the end. And, and the she just read it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um... This is, like, they have a whole, like, monologue segment where both of them are looking into mirrors uh-huh. and reenacting their conversation where she's like, Hello, my lord. Thank you. Your playwright was so amazing. He's like, I was worried that the audacity may have frightened you away. She's like, the audacity? No. Your words were raw, but they moved me in a way. <laughs> like, you know, they're monologuing into mirrors. Sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they're just rehearsing. Uh-huh. So she goes to the meeting spot because a bell toils and I... Bell toils. The bell toils. It works for its bread. <laughs> bell works for bread, and it's like I didn't want bread. I wanted <laughs> oil. And so she's like, "I'm gonna go to the meeting spot." And then he's there, and he's like in disguise. He has like a cape and a big hat and like a face mask. So like they meet up, and she's trying to say her lines. You're like, "Oh my lord, it's so good to see you. Your play moved me." But he like keeps interrupting her because ah. he's rehearsed his lines, so he just wants to get to his bits. Oh dear, an actor, an actor. So he keeps interrupting her, and she's like getting pissed off. She's uh-huh. like, "Hey, yo, no, you fucker! This is a dialogue, not a monologue." Yeah, yeah. And so he like he's coming closer and closer, and then um, he's like, "I heard you liked my play." And she's like, "Oh wow, my words must have been conveyed wrong because actually your play was very ill written, oh. uh, needed editing." Uh, you're so fucking smug. I hate you. Nice. And then he's like, ah, what if I try to kiss you? And she's like, dude, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> and she like hits him. And then she's like, for your efforts. Because originally she had like a big bag of gold. Sure. And she's like, I would wish to sponsor your attempts in the theater. Uh-huh. Because my husband wasn't. Uh-huh. And instead of giving him this bag of gold, she like drops a coin in his hand and leaves. Excellent. Like he gets what he deserves. Yeah. Like he's a dickhead. Guys, if you, if you want to woo a person... Don't interrupt them and then try to kiss them while they're talking. Maybe uh, let them speak. Maybe sometimes. let them speak sometimes. just occasionally. Hmm. Yeah. So Moliere fucked up, and then we cut to her. She's in the study. Moliere's priest form behind her, and she's tearing up and burning the play. Nice. And Moliere's just like big old sad face, and um, he's all like, "You seem tormented." And she goes, "You're the only thing that torments me." <laughs> 
God, he's not having any luck. Yeah, and then she's, like, angrily leaving, and, like, the Lord Husband's there. He's like, hey, yo, what's wrong? And she's like, make this priest get the fuck out. I don't know what he pretends, but he is not a holy man. He was saying inappropriate things to me, like, in the gardens. Oh. And then and then the husband's super shitty. He's like, oh, is that all? And she's like, he made advances. Are you sure? You must have mister under- misunderstood Ugh. him. So she rocks up to Moliere and is like, okay, what the fuck, dude? What's happening here? He's like... I am an actor and a director of a bankrupt troupe, which is, you know, the most important part. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, does my husband know? And he's, no, 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 he thinks I'm a tutor. So he's maintaining this dumb. Oh, wheels within wheels. Wheels within wheels. Disguises he's, within disguises. Yeah, he's like, no, your husband thinks I'm a priest tutor, man. And she's like, okay. It's all extremely Moliere. Yeah. It's so Moliere. Yeah. I can't believe the movie Moliere is so Moliere. <laughs> It's shocking. I can't believe the writers of a movie about Moliere are, are following on the tradition of Moliere. Yeah, like the, the, the Moliere tropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's like, okay, cool, and leaves. So it's dinner time, and like the wife and Moliere are just like exchanging flirty, wirty glances. No, so she's decided she's into him again? She's into him again. She realized he's the playwright. But she hated the playwright, and she hates the priest. Yeah. Why is she suddenly into him when it's revealed they're the same person? (laughs) Romance? It might just be a case of, like, because she's in on the secret now. This is true. They've got, like, a shared thing. Yeah, and she doesn't like her husband, which is fair. She's probably looking for for any attractive escape. It's fair. But yeah, the wife rocks up to Moliere's room after dinner, Mm -hmm. and he's just like, uh, Hello? And then she enters, and then we see nothing else. So apparently, I, I presume they bang? That sounds like a traditional fade to black. It sounds like a traditional fade to black. Although, so. even more so than usual. Like Usually there's at least some indication that they're going to bang. Yeah, but like, you know, he's in his, his undergarments, I guess. She rocks up. She's like, hello. And then, yeah, that's that. I guess because it's the 17th century, the very fact that they're in the same bedroom at night yeah. means that they're probably banging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, you remember the fabulous Count Man? I do. He has a son. Oh. So he's is talking... he fabulous? His son is also fabulous, but Hooray. like not over the top frippery fabulous, more like young lad. Um, He's all in like blue uh-huh. and stuff. He's not wearing like, but he's like clearly upper class looks, but is he's not like Is this one of those movies where the flashback is most of the movie? Oh yeah, absolutely. I just realized we're still in the flashback. We're still in the flashback. This flashback is the entire movie. Okay, sure. It's a two hour long movie. <laughs> this flashback takes up about an hour 45. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, he's talking to his son and his son's just like, father, I wish to work. I wish to work, father. And the dad's just like, don't say that. In this house, one does not earn money, one <laughs> marries it. Work. How pathetic. <laughs> Sansa's like, I wish to work and earn money, papa. Because it becomes clear that the, their estate, all they have is their name. So like, yeah. they have their estate, they have yeah. their name, but they have no inflow of cash. Yeah, but they refuse to work. But they refuse to work. Because they fancy. Yeah. So then we cut to um, the older daughter, mm-hmm. the one who has her mysterious young lad boo. Oh, yes. Who's throwing notes. He's probably not rich. He's probably not rich. Mm. But he's now her music teacher. Ah. And like... Bet the mum orchestrated that. Probably. So the mum and the the lord are like, oh, hello there. And the lord's just like, who's this bugger? 
And the daughter's like, this is my music teacher. <laughs> and so the Lord sits down and is like, okay, your music teacher. Let's see a lesson. Let's sit in on a lesson. The Lord's like, I've done this con before. <laughs> I know how it goes. I know how it goes. So they sit down. The dude's like playing a few notes on the piano. He starts singing and his song is like, Oh, how I adore you. So beautiful. And she's, Oh, my lovely man. If only we could wed. Uh, but your unforgiving father never bend. And the Lord is subtle. So subtle. The Lord is just like, hmm, hmm. Daughter? Daughter? You need to find a better teacher. This man has terrible rhythm. This guy's shit. Yeah. Also, he keeps talking about bagging you specifically. But I'm not going to touch on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to Moliere. Uh-huh. Who is meeting up. So, like, the Count has rocked up to the estate again. Uh-huh. Presumably because he's like, I wish to have more money. I'm gonna hit up my BFF. <laughs> the man I am just basically robbing. Yeah, at this point, yes. So Moliere siddles on up and... He siddles? He siddles. He, like, shum, shum, shum. Hello. Siddles, I he believe. sidles. <laughs> I like siddles. Siddles does sound more fun. It does sound fun. Siddles is more sneaky. Siddles is more like he's wiggling his shoulders it's as he gets true. closer. So he sidles up next to the count mm-hmm. and slyly passes him the torn up letter. Uh-huh. And the count's just like, ah, uh, uh, blackmail. It's blackmail time. Somalia is just like, blackmail. I don't know exactly at this point. He doesn't say anything. We stop there. So he's it's blackmailing. It's kind of assumed, yeah. It's assumed Moliere is blackmailing him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wants him to, like, actually get the lord in with the widow, I think, so right. he can go get the wife. Ah, I see. Yes. Or so he can stop pretending to be a priest. Sure. It's all cl- something along those lines. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So the lord and the count mm-hmm. are like, okay, let's go hunting together. And the count is all just like, Hmm, yes. Oh, it'd be so great to have a name to your name. A name to your name? A, a title name. to your name, wouldn't it? Everyone likes having titles to their names. And the Lord's just like, I, I guess. He's like, oh, oh, you want to marry your daughter to my son? <laughs> well, if you're insisting, I suppose we must arrange this marriage. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I, I agree with you, good sir. Let us do this. <laughs> and the Lord's just like, I guess. Okay. The count's like, riches? Riches? If your daughter marries my son, I have your estates. I don't think that's quite how it works. But, but... we we get the monies. <laughs> yeah. 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 At the very least, we get a fucking good dowry out of it. Yeah, at the very least. So the count's like, yes, let us arrange this marriage. Mm-hmm. Marriage arrange? Good. Yeah. So Moliere and the wife are chilling in Moliere's grungy attic room. Uh-huh. And Moliere's just kind of like replaying everything, like mocking the husband. Sure. And the wife is like, you were born to make people laugh. And Moliere's just like, no! No, this is my burden, my curse. I wish to perform tragedy. Farce isn't theater. And she's like, okay, well, show me your, like, theater. And he, like, performs terribly. Yeah. And she's like, wow, that was terrible. (laughs) And so they fight. And then she's always like, well, then invent comedies that explore the soul. Make a name. Work. The rest will follow. Yes. And then, yeah. Uh, Oh, and I just realized what the blackmail does. So the blackmail Uh means that the Lord 
has now an arranged meeting with the the widow. Ah, I see. So I guess Molly was like, listen, just arrange a meeting so the Lord can meet her. Yeah. And then Ivor, like, he will be successful or he will fail and this whole thing's Either over. Either way, I can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. So we're now in the garden with the widow, mm-hmm. who has three backup ladies who are just there. Uh-huh. And the Count rocks up with the Lord. Uh-huh. The Count's like, hello, let me introduce my friend. And she's like, I didn't know this guy was your friend. You've never mentioned him before. <laughs> and he's all, well, some friends are so dear, you don't dare share them. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So the Lord rocks over and he keeps bowing. Uh-huh. Like, similar to how Molière did. Doing the fancy bows. Yes. So he, like, he takes off the hat and he, like, whiffs it in the air and then bows down. He's like, my lady. And steps two feet. My lady. My lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps coming closer impressive. and closer. Very <laughs> impressive. And he's like, please, I'm so happy to see you. May I visit you in your salon sometime in the future? And then they're just, okay, sure, goodbye. <laughs> We've literally never spoken. We've literally never spoken. And the Count had this whole bit where he's like, okay, so never mention all the gifts you've given her, uh-huh. because that would be vulgar. Uh-huh. So, like, don't do that. Just don't point out. And then she's, like, wearing the ring that the Count gave her. Right. And so he sees the ring, and she's like, oh, you're admiring my ring? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. No, that ring is nothing. You just have lovely hands. <laughs> and she's kind of like, Okay, the fuck? Um, whatever. <laughs> Radio. My nice ring you don't like? Um, hmm, black mark. So, so that's happening. And yes, she's secured, he's secured a visit to see her sometime in the future. Yeah, nice. It's a plot point. Yeah. So now, old man returns home. Mm-hmm. And by old man, I mean the lord. Uh-huh. He returns home, and they all, like, go to see his daughter, and he sees his daughter kissing the music teacher. Uh-oh. And they're just like, oh no! I'm so guilty. Oh no, I'm so guilty. Please, sir, I love your daughter. Let me marry your daughter. I too love him. Let us marry, father. And the dad's like, um, you don't have a title, so like, GTFO. Bye. Bye. And then he leaves and he's like, ah, okay, that's dealt with. Anyway, daughter, I'm such a good dad. You'll love me for this. I've arranged a marriage for you to the count's (laughs) son. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a thing that you'll love me for. Yes. Uh, you're welcome. And she's like, why have you done this? I hate you. I'm going to kill myself. He's like, you're not going to kill yourself. You're going to thank me. Isn't this wonderful? And she's like, fuck you, dad. And like at this point, and like the mom watched all of this and she's just kind of like, what? Oh my fucking, you did what? Yeah. Yeah. So this is when, like, in my opinion, a murder subplot should start. Oh, I think so. Yes. It doesn't. But in my heart, Life she's would like. Be much simpler for all of them if the Lord was dead. If the Lord was dead. And then if she like was like, I'm going to go kill the count. Hmm. Yeah. So what she does instead is she goes to visit the Count, mm-hmm. and she's all, okay, okay, how much money do you actually want? And he's, I would like three, no, I would like 30,000 pounds. Jesus. And then I will cancel this marriage. Wow. And she's just like, fuck me, okay. It's all the goddamn money. Yeah, so I'm like, murder. Murder yeah. would literally solve all your problems yeah. now. Yeah, he's all... Oh, the windows, they all need to be replaced. And there's 300 of them. And the wallpaper's peeling. So you know. So she goes and talks to Moliere. Mm-hmm. And Moliere's just like, why would you agree to 30,000 pounds? <laughs> how much money do you have saved up? She's like, I have a bit. He's like, how much? 2,000. And he's like, oh my god. Oh god. Okay. Okay, we can fix this. <laughs> and so Moliere's just like, I have the most perfect plot. So what you're gonna do? You're going to go take your daughter for a walk, Uh but you're going to go to the ruins 
and meet up with your daughter's boyfriend. And your daughter and your boyfriend ah, will meet up. And then you must begin to act. Yeah. And she's like, act? And he's like, yes, act. <laughs> so we cut. And she's like, it's the daytime. Moliere is with the Lord. And she bursts through, like, the doors into the living room. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, oh, it's so horrible. We were walking around the port. And then this captain invited us on board. And, oh, it was so horrible. It was so terrible. So he invited us on to his ship, and then they started sailing out, and we were so scared, and he's kidnapped our daughter for ransom. <laughs> he sent me back in a boat so I could tell you, Excellent. and our daughter has been taken. And the Lord's just like, oh my god. Oh my god, our daughter's been kidnapped? What the fuck? How this much came out of nowhere. This really came out of nowhere. <laughs> I was not prepared for this, and Molly was like, wow, wow, this is terrible. Wow, who sort of could have thought this would happen? Yeah, I'm so <laughs> shocked. And then the Lord's like, how much is the ransom? And she's like, 50,000 pounds. And Molly's just like, 50,000. And then she's like, oh, it's so terrible. It's so terrible. Get the money. He's like, why did she go on the galley? Get the money, husband. Oh, why did she go on that boat? Just get the fucking money. <laughs> and so the Lord, like, gets his money out of this cabin. And he just had it lying around. 50,000 pounds. He did. In cash? In cash. Well, I mean. I guess. Estates. Or in, like, pieces of paper or whatever. In gold and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, he goes to hand them the big old sack of money, uh-huh. and, like, while he's getting the money out, Molly is just like, what the fuck is with this extra 20000 that you've added on top? She's like, you can start your theater with that, which is quite nice. Sure, whatever. Uh, she's you very supportive. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, wow, that's so sweet. That's so cool. And then, like, the husband turns around, and she pretends to, like, swoon on him. <laughs> the priest, he's like, there, 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 your husband's going to sort this. <laughs> so he goes to hand them the bag of money. And then the daughter walks in. Oh, no. And Why did they not make sure she was out of the way? Well, no, see, they had. They dropped her off with the boyfriend. Oh. And then she's, like, walking in crying. And the Lord's just like, what? And they're all like, what? And she's like, I hate him. It's terrible. So, like, she's had a fight with her boyfriend. Oh, no. And then he's like, what about the galley ship? You were kidnapped. She's like, it was better than my terrible boyfriend. <laughs> and, like, locks herself in the room. And so, like, the plot is broken. It's ruined. Yeah. yeah. But the Lord's still not in yeah. on it. He's still not in on it. He's just like, wow, I'm glad she managed to escape from those pirates. I guess. Yeah. And then the, the wife silly. and Moliere are just like, I guess. I guess. We were so fucking close. Oh, God. And so Moliere is like, what was before that? And like, oh, she fought with her boyfriend over what to name their child. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. Moliere is just like, okay, well, um, your daughter has sealed her fate at this point. Uh-huh. But, you know, we could elope. And the mom's like, no. Uh, why? Yeah, the mom's like, hey, uh, yeah, nah, I'm staying with my kids. Yeah. And taking care of them. So Moliere's just like, oh, okay, single tear. <laughs> and then the the fabulous count rocks up with his fabulous son. Yeah. And we chat. There's like, you know, a big old family chat. It's like the daughter sitting there being really sad and the mom's there. Moliere's somewhere. In the background. And the Count and the Lord and the Lad are chatting. Yeah. And we find out the Lad's, like, a lawyer. He's like, oh, yes, I work in trade law. I'd love to keep working. And then um, the dad of him is like, oh, no, stop talking, son. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> and then... You're not allowed to have a job. You're not allowed to have a job. But the uh, Lord's like, oh, no, tell me more. And so we find out he's actually, like, a terrible 
terrible person. He is a capitalist. He's like, you know, like we're spending a lot of money on labor fees, but if we just export the work to uh, co- cheaper countries where we don't have to pay them living wages, mm. it would be great. We'd save so much money. Mm. And I want to re- revolutionize the trade laws so we can exploit the underclass. Hooray. Hooray. So is I'm the Lord also enjoying this? No one's condemning this. Hmm. They're all just kind of like, okay, this sounds wonderful. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds fine. Lawrence is like, oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, you're so smart. Oh yes, oh yes. Even Moliere, an exploited underclass. Yeah. Yeah. Although I guess he came from a rich background. He did come from a rich background. Yeah. yeah, so that's happening. And then like the trade lads are like, yes, in fact, one of our ancestors was a merchant. And then the council's like, he was not a merchant. Stop saying such lies and slander. <laughs> he just paid to have a lot of fabric made to give to his friends. Ah, a merchant. A merchant. <laughs> yeah. So this is all happening. We get cuts of people like angsting everywhere. Sure. But while everyone's angsting, like Molly is angsting because he fought with the wife and she doesn't love him anymore. Yeah, the wife yeah. is angsting because her life's really shit right now. The daughter's angsting, uh, all that shit. And yeah. then the Lord is just rehearsing. Yeah. And so he's rehearsing in front of Moliere and Moliere has just completely tuned him out. <laughs> and he's like, how is it? Does everyone like, do you like my performance? I think I'm ready. And Moliere's just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Just go to perform. It's fine. He's like, I will ever come home and she will love me or I will go and be drunk in a tavern. And that's where you'll find me. And so we cut to the next day and he's drunk in a tavern. Hooray. Hooray. I'm glad we didn't have to see his fucking cringy performance in front of the lady. Yeah, no, I would have probably just shut my laptop and left then. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm sorry, the secondhand embarrassment has yeah. killed me. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So he rocks away. He rocks away. He rocks away. Um, No, the uh, fab countland rocks up to him mm-hmm. in the tavern. He's like, oh, I was looking for you. Yeah. Yes, ah, good performance and all that. Anyway, let's talk about your marriage, like the, my son and your daughter. Let's yeah, talk yeah, of that. Yeah. Let's arrange it. And the Lord's just like, hey, no, 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 fuck the marriage. <laughs> my performance failed. Everyone hated it. And then the fab, fab counts. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 they didn't hate it. You see, uh, they just felt like the applause was inappropriate because it was so moving. <laughs> and they weren't yawning with Borden. They were sighing in in est- ec- ecstasy. 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 And yes, you are the darling of high society. And then the Lord's are like, oh, I am the darling of high society. Here, have some money. He's so fucking gullible. He is. And then so he goes home and he's like to Moliere, ah, yes, it was a great success. Your job's done now, Moliere. Here's oh, your money. Okay, Go. success, I guess. Success. And Moliere's is like, no. Not yet. Oh no, his artistic temperament got the better of him. His artistic temperament got the better of him. He's like, I don't want this associated with my good name. Also, I guess he's still trying to seduce the wife. Yeah, he's not in a good place with the wife right now. Yeah. So he's all, no, 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 are you truly satisfied with this, like, solution? Uh And the Lord's just like, well, I would be more satisfied if I could, like, see into her mind and know everything, like, what she really was thinking. Uh Uh-huh. Molly's like, I have a plan. Okay. So, we're at the uh, the widow's saloon, uh-huh. like the big entertainment room full of like ladies sitting and lads standing. I could not tell you where this is going at this point. This took a weird turn. <laughs> it took a weird turn. Another plot. Another plot. And then we see the Lord and he's dressed as a lady. Okay. And he's standing around like near the wall with a fan in front of his face. Oh, he's going to get the goss. He's going to get the hot goss. Excellent. He's, he's quite, um, he's like quite a convincing older woman. So the Lord's in disguise. Mm-hmm. They're doing their usual thing where, like, she basically stands around in the middle of the room walking up, fanning herself and saying things. Saying shit. Saying shit. 
and Molière rocks up. Uh-huh. And the way he rocks up is like two footmen carry him in on like a little <laughs> carriage palanquin. <gasps> the drama. The, the drama. Panache. The panache. And like they lower it and he like swans out of the door. He's like all dressed in orange. Okay. Like his outfit's full on orange embroidered silk. Excellent. His big old hat. And he's like, ah, my lady, apologies for my strange entrance. For what you if see- Molière simply seduces the widow? <laughs> what if Molière seduces? He's like, I'm so sorry. I did not wish to uh, dirty my boots. <laughs> On the common streets. And then he's like flirting and everything. He's like, I know of you. You must know me. And she's like, I do not know you. But I am not one to refuse attacks of friendship. He's like, you are so beautiful. Everyone has heard of you. Please let me recite you some poetry. And he does. And it's just kind of like, ah, you have stolen my heart. A thief. A thief. Thief, thief, thief. <laughs> oh, poetry. Poetry. And they were just like, oh, ho, 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 you're so clever and witty and funny. Radio. And then she's like, oh, thank God it was so good. Uh, please let me tell you about this terrible performance from the other day. Uh uh-uh. uh. And so she's just talking shit about the Lord, like, oh, it's like a rooster coming up and crowing about himself, like this dumb, gullible donkey <laughs> just braying about. And this is like a really, like, the cool part i really enjoyed this scene yeah in that the lord announces himself to be there oh he's like dressed as a lady and he steps forward and then he's like time to announce a beat down like you know you're actually a coward and a fool yeah and you should say things to people's faces instead of waiting afterwards and like yeah. hiding your true colors and as he's saying this he's like slowly stripping off his earrings and taking off his wig yeah and undoing his lace collar yeah he's just kind of like Yes, no, I've completely lost any interest to you. You have no appeal. You have no character. There's no virtue to your name. And then he leaves. And the widow's just like, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I just got, like, shown up in front of all my friends. Oh, no. And so she is shooketh. um, And everyone else is also shook. Yeah. They're just like, oh, my fucking... Because this isn't something you would do in polite society. Yeah. Like, just... Just straight up to her face, be like, all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the marriage is now off between Mm -hmm. the lord and, the lord's daughter and the count's son. Uh, Right, because he's, the count's out of favour with the lord. Oh yeah, the count's absolutely out of favour. He's like yelling at him, he's like, you were using me, uh, you weren't doing anything right, you told me lies. Yeah. And then the count is like, well yeah, but you wouldn't have accepted the truth anyway. You were blinded by love. Uh Uh-huh. And so... And then he's also like, listen, also, you can't break off this arranged marriage because you would lose face and I have places in the court and I can just destroy you. Oh, dear. So there will be blackmail. More blackmail. There will be consequences to your reputation and court position if you break off this marriage. Huh. So the Lord's like, I am overwhelmed. All these things have come true to me. Mm -hmm. I need to go talk to my wife. And so he's like, he's looking for her and he goes upstairs Uh and he hears her banging Molière. Oh no. And he's so shocked. He like, he falls down the stairs. He's having a bad day. He's having a really bad day. Uh So he falls down the stairs and they hear and the wife comes out and she's like, you were looking for me, my lord? (laughs) And he's just like, kind of shook up on the ground. He's like, yeah, cool. Let's go talk in my study. (laughs) Um, And he's like, the wedding's going to take place tonight. Um, And now bring me Molière. Uh-huh. And the Lord's like sadly Time looking. To murder. Yeah. Well the Lord is sadly looking in the fire. Uh-huh. And Molière rocks in. And he's kind of in his more like rakish outfit, like his um Rakish. His rakish, thank you. That's right. His rakish outfit with the, the, the pirate blouse and an open jerkin. Yeah. And the pants. He's not looking priestly at all. No, no, no. 
He fancy boy. He fancy boy. And the Lord's just all sad. He's like, my wife has a lover. I've been rejected by the one I pursue. Oh, he didn't know it was Molly. Yeah. yeah. Fucking been, hell. I've been <laughs> cuckolded by the one I neglect. And then he's like, Molly's is like, ah. Uh, so. I advise you not to pursue this, my lord. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, if the, uh, the dude who was uh, sleeping with your wife, if he was in front of you, what would you do? And the Lord's like, oh, I would kill him. I would just absolutely murder uh, this man. And he's like, Molly and the you? wife made up pretty quickly. Yeah, they're they're always making up. And then Molly's like, let me give you some advice. Like, that she's an independent woman, a free agent. She doesn't belong to anyone. Nice. But like, if you actually like were a good husband and father, she'd probably be into you. So Molly has been around actors too long. He's <laughs> like, women, people. They are people. <laughs> and... So the Lord's just like, well, I can't cancel the wedding. Mm -hmm. And so they cut to the wedding. Oh, no. And it's happening, like, downstairs somewhere. They've just had a priest come in and witnesses. Sure. But it's just basically the family. And the girl is crying. Oh. She's standing there crying. And uh, the lad's standing next to her. And he's like, do, 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 this is great. As is the count. He's like, do, 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 this is great. (laughs) And so you remember the guy that uh, found Moliere in the beginning? And was like, this is man is an actor. Oh, yes. He just like slams into the room. Sure. He's like, oh, my lord, terrible news. Your warehouses have burnt down. They're all destroyed. Oh. And the lord's like, which ones? Oh, no, all of them. You have no wealth. You're completely and utterly ruined I and see. destroyed. I see. And then the lord's like, oh, well, no matter. We're still getting married. The count's estate can support us. <laughs> She'll be right. Let's go ahead with the wedding. And then... The the counts is like, hey, wait, 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 wait. What if we just, mm, mm, what if we just pause that? Like, uh, mm, maybe we should think on this marriage. Norris is like, no, 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 no. I mean, we have the priest here now. Let's uh, get to married. And the Lord's is like, no, no, no. I mean, mm, your daughter, mm, she's always frowning and pouting, and she's really not happy about this arrangement. And like, I would like a good wife for my son, not someone who's always so like sad and dismal so like um bye excellent and then the son's just like papa you said she would marry me he's like i lied we're leaving (laughs) and then yeah everyone's like yay the wedding's off yay this is so good um and then the daughter's like so no the priest is like well then because they got a new priest in, because Moliere is I not mean, a priest. I mean, I'm still here. Is the other lad around? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, the priest is like, so should I leave? And then the dad's just like, listen, I've already paid for this. <laughs> and like, you know, when one son-in-law leaves, no matter, let the next one enter. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So they get married. The, the nice. new son-in-law rocks up, the yep. girlfriend's boo, and she's like, yay, a husband Convenient that he was just around. I guess they're just like, hey, listen, we're going to do these shenanigans. Can you just stand Quite in the possibly, next room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're getting married, uh-huh. and then Moyer's like, it's time for me to leave. My honor demands it. And the wife's just like, your honor? What should... He's like, what of your heart? He's like, I do not know what my heart wants. She's like, well, then you should listen to your honor. <laughs> so like, I guess it's like this tearful parting where he's like, I... I've arranged so that your daughter will be happy, and now I keep my word and leave. So, yeah, I'm I no guess. No, yeah, and yeah. the Lord's just watching all of this like, hmm, yep. Don't know what's going on, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're just like sad parting, I guess. Yeah, right. And so he leaves um, in a horse-drawn carriage. So we see Moliere, he's in the carriage, and he's like stripping off his priest outfit, and then putting on his like actor jerkin. Mm-hmm. And... He rocks up to his troop. It's been so long. It's been like weeks. 
I think he would write the occasional letter to Madeline, right. who was that lady who was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. listen, you're bad. Yeah. Um, and so he's just like, let us travel. Let us play everywhere and make a name for ourselves. And they're like, yay, acting. Because, no, hang on, the Lord paid him for doing the thing, right? Oh, yeah, the Lord okay, paid sure. him. And so, so now, now they have money to be a troop. Yeah. Yeah. And pay for candles. Yeah, and pay for candles. Yeah. So now they're going to be a wandering theater troupe and, like, make up their name and be wild and... Hooray. Hooray. And thus marks the end of the flashback. <laughs> so now we're back in the present with the actual uh, problem, which was, I've been doing comedy for so fucking long, I still want to do tragedy. Yes. Yeah. And that some random girl rocked up and was like, my mum wants to see you. And there was the bloody water in the street. Oh, the mum is the, the wife. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'd completely forgotten we were in a flashback when I was watching it. I was like... So was the girl that rocked up, like, the 10-year-old from the flashback? I think it was the younger, yeah, yeah. 10-year-old from the flashback. Okay, that tracks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Mollier sure. is, like, there. He's like, ah, I go uh, back to present day. So we're in present day. Um, Molière is handing out a script to his troupe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the script is essentially that flashback we just had, but more extreme and more funny. funny. Oh, I see. So like he's used his experience to write this comedy play. Sure, 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 sure. And then like, you know, they get a standing ovation and then we cut to the dying lady. Uh-huh. So I guess this is the flashback within the f- the future where it's just like a flashback to 10 hours right. ago. Yes. A smaller flashback. A smaller flashback. And we get the thing was like, oh, the dying lady was the mom and they just get closure for everything. And she's Why is a, she dying? I'm going to think it's tuberculosis. Right. I was going to say, she wasn't that much older than him. Yeah, it's 13 years later. She's lying in a bed. She's coughing. There's blood. Oh, sure. It's it's whatever the um the romantic, pure d- tuberculosis is. Tuberculosis. Yeah. yeah, consumption. Yeah. Yeah, so she's dying and he's like, please forgive me. And she's like, forgive you for what? Because of you, my daughter is happy. I got to see my grandchildren, blah, blah, blah. Okay, right. I forgive you for that. And he's like, Meh. Whatever. Whatever. And she's like, now before I die, make me laugh. <laughs> and yeah, make me laugh. And he's like, how can I make make a funny when we're in this terrible situation right here? Just do some juggling. Yeah. Some light pranks. She's like, listen, then what if you just invent an entirely new form of theater which combines elements of tragedy and comedy? <laughs> this is so contrived. I it love this. Yeah, and he's like, I suppose I will do that. He like gets the result resolute look on his face as a single tear like goes down and he's like i am resolved and so he writes the same play but he's watching it from backstage uh-huh. but this time he's changed the ending yeah. so that um instead of the priest leaving or whatever he and the wife get together okay yeah cool. i was like i don't care about this i i enjoyed our flashback the most yeah um, yeah, so stands backstage and he's crying in a manly way as the lovers reunite, unlike him and the mother. Who didn't. Yeah. The end! The end! Oh. That sure was a movie that combines tragedy and comedy, I guess. Yeah, in the end, I feel this movie was just kind of like, here, let me speak of you of the origin of Moliere's uh, revolutionary playwriting. Yeah. As an actual, like, rom-com movie, just to watch, I don't know, I think I'd, like, rate it 7 out of 10. I, I watched it the first time. And then in, in hindsight, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like that movie, didn't I? And I watched it the second time. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Radio. that's Moliere. What's your media rec for this week? My media rec is, okay, I've got two recs. Uh-huh. So one is the Globe Theatre. 
yeah. has uh, recordings of their Shakespeare plays. Oh, nice. And the Globe Theater is really good for Shakespeare plays yeah, in yeah, that yeah. it's uh, recreating it in a period accurate way. Do they do you like the accents as well? That kind of thing. I think they do the accents, like the uh, historically accurate accents like, of the period. Almost Scottish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They nice. do that. Uh, all of the roles are performed by men. They recreate the costumes using the historical methods. Yeah. Uh, and they have recordings. What, like they hand sew everything? A lot of it's hand sewn. Fucking hell. Yeah. So it's kind of like extant theatre performed today. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And so on their website, they have recordings that you can purchase. Nice. And then for people who don't want to like watch Shakespearean... Uh-huh. Peter, I have um, a recommendation for a really dumb TV series that we watched together. Please. It was, um, we watched it on Netflix and it's called Bromance. Ah, uh, yes. Bromance was great. In that, okay, so, because this whole movie was about, like, disguises and pretending to be what you're not. Uh-huh. Bromance is a story where essentially this girl, her parents were all, they went to a fortune teller and the fortune teller was like, oh no, having a son would have been good luck. And now your daughter, you have to make her cross-dress as a man until she's 25 or she will be cursed. And the parents are like, okay. <laughs> this is totally reasonable and we're definitely going to do this. Yeah, so, I mean, it's essentially a trans narrative where she has been forced to live as a man for 25 years. But she's really good at martial arts. <laughs> and like this leader of a gang, uh, like a mafia leader son. Um, she helps him fight some dudes, and he's like, you will now become my sworn brother, and we will fight together. <laughs> and then they fall in love. And then they fall in love. But it's one of those amazing series where, like, there's no tension. Yeah, um, yeah. Every time there's, like, a misunderstanding, instead of it being, like, a thing that's drawn out and making you anxious. It's instantly resolved. It's instantly resolved. They're just like, oh, let's talk to each other. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Wonderful. Anyway. And there's, like... Every time they get close to gay panic, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. He's like, am I having gay panic? Actually, no. I believe that you are a man right now, and I'd still like to kiss you. Oh, you're a woman? That's cool. Can I, I still-, still like to kiss you. What if we had a wedding, and in one photo, you're dressed as a man, and in the other, you dress in a wedding dress? It's so- basically the, um, the um, bi-slash-genderqueer narrative that Milan should have had. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's really fun. It's delightful. I would rewatch it. It'd be like one of those like background shows that yeah. just when I need to feel good yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to like... There's a lot of like shenanigans. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. It's a good time. It's a good time. So yeah, Lauren. All right. I'm done with that movie. <laughs> I'm done with today. Sorry if I was flat, listeners. I had like eight hours of computer problems and I still haven't fixed them. Mm, yeah. So I've been just grumpy. That's all right. We're going to have a really ridiculous one next week. Oh, beautiful. Which is the one I'm about to tell Sasha. Yes. So that should lift some spirits. Yay, spirits. Now let's drink some spirits. Now let's drink some more spirits. We need another cider. Yep. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Popcorn Fort. If you have any movie recs, hilarious anecdotes, or if you just want to chat to us, hit us up on Twitter at popcornfort. Or email us at popcornfort at gmail.com. Our logo is by the talented Horberries, whose other work we will link in the show notes. Tune in next week for more nonsense. <laughs>